Hello, everyone. Welcome to HY Dyslexia Podcast. We bring you an amazing topic this evening. We will be speaking about phonics, my favorite topic. Now, do not get me to spell that word. I don't know what it is with phonics that I always struggle with, but today, you know, the wonderful, amazing Ayo, Ayodel, will be able to explain to us why phonics is really important. Welcome to our A2I Dyslexia podcast. We are funded by the um, National Lottery Community Fund, Social Enterprise Support Fund and Resonance Limited. Whoa, what a bit of a mouthful that is. That pronunciation just gets me all the time. Now, my name is Elizabeth Tetchy. I'm the CEO and the founder of um, A2I Dyslexia. Uh, we do many podcasts if you follow us on all the different po- podcast channels you will look at all you can see all the topics that we have covered over the last 18 months and more and today's topic we are speaking to ayodela have i pronounced your name right Ayo? Oh, just ayo ayo is fine ayo yep. wonderful we are speaking to ayo adesina is that adesina. right adesina adesina yeah. right we will get all this correct i promise you by the end of the <laughs> yeah. podcast Ayo is a specialist intervention teacher. She's also got a degree in business psychology. She's actually working as a specialist dyslexia teacher in a local primary school. And we will be speaking to Ayo today on why phonics is so important. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Ayo, welcome to HY Dyslexia Podcast. Hello. How are you feeling this evening? I'm feeling good. Good. Thanks for having me. Now, would you mind giving our listeners an introduction about you, who you are? what you do and why you think phonics is so important. So I'm Ayo. I currently work in a primary school. Like Elizabeth Elizabeth said, I do I did psychology of business management and then I realized I wanted to go into the education psychology route um, and work with kids with learning difficulties, especially dyslexia, because I had I have dyslexia and growing up I just found school completely baffling I didn't understand what was happening I know I would sit there in class looking at the teacher thinking I don't know what you're talking about but I'm just going to go with the flow because hopefully one day I'll get it and one day I did get it um so yeah but it would have just been lovely to have someone at school recognize that I had the learning difficulty but not hinder me because I have it if anything push me because I have it find different strategies to help me learn and that would have just been amazing growing up. So I thought I would love to do that for somebody else and just change the view of learning difficulties um, and how we should approach teaching in general. So yeah, and so now currently, like Elizabeth said, I work at um, one of the local schools and um, yeah, it's just been great working with the kids, doing um, different intervention strategies. Yeah, it's just been great working with them. And phonics, phonics, I love phonics. I wish I had a phonics teacher. Oh, I wish the approach of phonics with phonics that we have now was there when I was younger because of the approach to spelling. I felt like growing up, it was here's the word, learn the word, and that's it. Wrote, learn the word, don't really understand the different graphemes and phonemes within the word and how they make up a word. It was more of, this is the word that they compare. You just know it's C-O-M-P-A-R-E. I was like, oh my goodness, what if I can't? <laughs> um, but, and then also we did learn that 
C is K, A is, um, a is A, but linking those phonemes together and blending them to make a word, I feel like was not there when I was younger. It was more of just learn the words, these are the sounds. Whereas now in schools, it's very much right, we're going to learn phonics and this is our phonics lesson. And today our new sound is A or our new standards O, or whatever it is. And I just feel like it's a more structured way to learn how to spell. So, yeah, no, personally, I am a great fan of phonics. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> now, um, somebody who's listening right now may want to ask a question. What is graphemes and whatever yeah. the other word you yeah. said? Now, my pronunciation on words is like swimming in the mm-hmm. ocean. So if you do say any big word, I will get you to basically Fine. break it all yeah. down. What is that, those two words that you said, which I've completely forgotten, <laughs> okay. by the way, phonemes or whatever yeah. the word is, yeah, what does it mean, yeah? So phonemes are the individual sounds within a word. So a, b, k are all phonemes. A is a phoneme, b is a phoneme, k is a phoneme. Graphemes are the letter written down so phoneme is the sound it's what you hear grapheme is what you see the actual writing of the letter let me just quickly move on to my second question Ayo. i just want to ask this and it's a burning question i just got to get it out why do we need to teach children to learn to spell with phonics the benefits of teaching kids with phonics is that they are learning about the sound rather than the letter um letter name so like you you said before that you learn you learned at school A for Apple, B for Ben, C for Cat. Whereas now using phonics, you are focusing on the letter sound rather than the name. Because with the letter sound, you are able to blend the words, the blend the sounds to form the words. So like we said, with the word cat, you can by using phonics using the phoneme so each sound you can hear the word that you're even trying to say and if you keep repeating it you can then hear that actually you're saying the word cat you're because you're using the phonemes you're using the sounds of the letters whereas if you said c-a-t equals cat you can't hear that you're saying the word cat because you're using the letter names um same thing with the word um down you you've got d ow n d ow n you know that there are four graphemes so four letter um four letters yes four letters that you're using but there are only three phonemes three sounds the three sounds are d ow n d ow n and once you keep repeating it well, encouraging children to repeat the word that they're trying to say by using the sounds, they can actually hear the words. So phonics, a big part of phonics is being able to hear the words that the um, that you're trying to say. So um, phase one of phonics is mainly about learning, trying to pick up the sounds around you. Oh, I can hear the winds blowing through the trees. I can hear an airplane. So being able to pick up each sound around you so that when it comes to you saying it you're able to identify what it is your um, what the words that you are trying to say that's absolutely fantastic in fact as you were using the phonics way of spelling cat it yeah. suddenly just dawned on me that of mm-hmm. course 
it's a lot yeah. easier that way, isn't it? Yeah. Than it is. But um, I do know that it can be confusing for be. people that you know when you're just kind of learning especially when you're an exactly. adult with my age yeah yeah no it can be confusing because especially with dyslexic because of the lack of phoneme awareness quite a few dyslexics not all I wouldn't say all but quite a few dyslexics struggle with phoneme awareness in that being able to relate the sound to the letter name and being able to remember those links and connect those and then when coming to say the word, remembering what each sound is, is quite challenging as well. So I think that's the, I won't say the issue, but the main concern, I believe, with phonics and dyslexia. Absolutely. That's re- absolutely wonderful. Can you give me some examples of words? Um, and if you, if you don't mind spelling them for me and using phonics, maybe three or four words. Some of the words that come to your mind and how you yeah. would spell it the phonet- phonetically way. Um, like the word cloud, like the clouds we see in the sky. So, curly k, ow. Ow is a diagraph, which means that there are two letters that make that one sound. So, o, u, ow, and d. So, there are four phonemes, k, ow, d, but five graphemes in that word yeah so that's okay uh, that's one of the words uh so we've got cloud what's the second cloud. word for me mm-hmm. yeah shop so we've got sh which is a sound sh comprising of s h um so that's also a digraph sh off three sounds four letters used so three phonemes four graphemes yeah so S-H-O-P are your graphemes, so that's how you would write it. But the sounds are sh op, um, the shop, down, so down. D-O-W-N. So, so there are four graphemes, three phonemes, the ow-e. Owl is similar to cloud, but so they've got the same sound in the middle the owl sound but different spellings that can also get quite confusing for some learners because it's like yeah but you said yesterday that ou is owl sound and now you're telling me ow is also owl sound like what am i like that's that's also quite challenging so sometimes when i teach i'll do an owl day let's say and i will look at the three the three or like let's say however many ways there are to create owl sounds so O-U and O-W. And sometimes we just have to learn which way, which word consists of which graphemes, so which letters. So like the word down, we just have to learn that it's O-W. Like I would say, well done for remembering that it is owl sound. But now let's think which two letters make that owl sound for the word down. Wonderful. Fantastic. And of course, if you're teaching, would you be using... Uh, visuals as well because that's the only way I learn yeah no 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah we use um yeah we use all sorts of all sorts of um visuals owl so let's say we're doing owl sounds we have a picture of a cloud we have an arrow pointing down and um what else what other word that consists of owl sounds um always use using visuals yeah always and using colors and everything just so that they can make that connection make um re- try and remember it because 
there are times where their short-term memory is not great or their working memory is quite um, weak. So we've got to try and come up with different strategies to help them move whatever's in their short-term memory into their long-term memory. And that may not be the same for every child, but the fact that you're trying different strategies, if strategy A on Monday may click for one kid, strategy B on Tuesday may click for another kid. But the fact that you're trying different strategies to view, to uh, trying different strategies within your teaching would just help the kids view it in a different way and also just help them make those connections instead of just sitting down and being like, right, we're going to write the word cloud and write it however many times until we get it. You could write it 10 million times for any for a kid with learning difficulties and they probably still won't yeah. get it. We've got to try and make those links for the, for the words to have meaning, for the sound to have meaning. Because at the end of the day, writing, we've, we've created letters, which are technically just symbols. We've just given them meaning. So we've got to make sure that the child thoroughly understands what it is that they're learning. So if they're learning the word down and that owl sound, what what symbol or what drawing or what colour can we um, use or visual can we use for that kid to remember that owl sound? Yeah. I mean, there are adults that may need funny. Or adults, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. And as to well. be honest with you, in this podcast right now, I'm going, oh, you've lost me. Because, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, if I ought to uh, no. learn the phonics, we'd have to start from scratch. And from the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know if I can, I don't know what it is with me. I don't know whether because I'm trying to get the sound and also trying yeah. to spell the word. I find the two yeah. very confusing as an adult. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. unfortunately for me, as an individual, I'm still spelling with yeah. the C for cat and all that yeah. because I just yeah. find it quite overwhelming. And I don't think I'm maybe the only one in this sort of space. But of course, moving forward, this is the way that we're going to teach children how, yeah. to, how the best way to spell. Now, is it working? Is the question. Is it working, the phonics way of spelling to children? It, it is working quite well because many words are phonetically spelled however sometimes I like I have a teacher at the school he says that he likes phonics however it does create a generation of um kids that just spell all words phonetically and that's not the case because we have what's called tricky words like you they I she he you can't spell those words phonetically and that's where sometimes as they get older you can see they're trying to spell it phonetically, but that's not that's not how the word is spelt. But because we've been using phonics for ages, it's um or they've been they've learnt with phonics, they're kind of just spelling everything in phonics. So I think like everything, there are pros and cons. Um so if phonics isn't the way for older kids or adults maybe learning morphology, learning um, morphemes so the root so learning a root word a base word the prefix the suffix and the um the meaning or definition of a, of the prefix and suffix so that they have a thorough understanding of what the word actually means because actually phonics is great for decoding you if you know phonics you can read really really well and if you figured out how to decode you can read very well but then after reading, there comes comprehension. 
we've got to be able to understand what these words mean as well. So that's why some um, psychologists or um, teachers quite like morphology because it gets the individual to look at the root word, be able to spell the root word, understand what the root word means, and then how can we alter the root word and change its meaning based on the prefixes and suffixes we give it to them. Yeah, I hope I'm making sense. <laughs> Wonderful. You are making a lot of sense, Ayo. Thank you so much. This is so brilliant. I've learned quite a bit in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. I just need many, many, many more years to be able to get it and, and spell it properly. You wouldn't believe it. I've got my degree and I've got my postgraduate certificate. However, I still struggle to, to kind of understand yeah. how yeah. these things work. But I do know that, you know, um, teachers are using it and this is the way forward. Um, yeah. And hopefully, you know, we'll get a generation of um, dyslexics that will be able to link words, you know, look at words and be able to spell it um, without struggling um, in, in any shape or form. Right. Now, tips and advice to anyone who's listening um, and perhaps they're teaching the children how to read, spell, and they find in phonics difficult. What's two tips you would give to that particular parent who is struggling? First of all, patience. Take your time with it. Do not rush it. Do not stress over it. Um, it is challenging initially, but if what maybe the school has recommended for learning how to spell a word phonetically is not working, Try something completely different. I always, I'm a big believer in um, embodied cognition, which is about how the body feels towards something. So um, I always give the example of music. If you've been asked to sit on your hands while listening to your favorite song, are you going to enjoy the music more or less? And most likely it's less because you've had to restrict yourself. If you, you've stopped the movement so you're not enjoying it your body's actually telling you I want to move I want to move I want to dance but you're restricting it so and that has changed your perception on the of the music so in relation to teaching I always say using um what's, oh, what's the word Most, things like sand using sand going outside, maybe jumping to each letter outside, that you are involving their body in the learning process. You're, you're changing their perception towards the um, phonics. For instance, if you, love, if, if you know your kid likes to jump around and can't really sit down so much, if you could go outside and write each letter um, on, a big, on an A4 sheet of paper, and let's say it's the word sand, when they on when they jump to the S, they have to say they have to say it sound. So then they jump to the A, A, jump to the N, N, and then jump to the D, um, D, and let's try and say the words together. They're involving their body. They're moving. They're if it's something because it's something they like to do. You're linking what they love to do with what they don't like to do so much. And you're altering the perception of it, thinking, oh, it actually can be fun. Because I remember I was jumping through each sound. I was um, making those connections using my body. So my, I'm a big believer of using your strengths to help your weaknesses. Like even I would say when I was at 
doing my A-levels, it, I mean, it's not funny, but when I was doing my A-levels and trying to remember what happens in um, the fight or flight nervous system, I used to sing all my revision notes. So when it came to it, um, when it came to revising, my friends would call me and be like, oh, can you sing this song about whatever it is? Um, and because I know my music memory is so strong, I would just sing it straight away without even realizing it. I would just sing it and that would help with the revision and help them with the revision. So if I could, maybe if you could turn phonics into a song, I know they have quite a few, I think Jolly Phonics have quite a few songs like Answer My Arm, Answer My Arm. So that's also involving actions and singing and dancing and all that stuff. Just changing maybe what, you think the kids should do it or the individual should do instead of sitting down all the time and writing out the words just think outside the box be creative with it color draw sand whatever it is that is outside the box that will help your um, child or um, adult or individual learn better then do that I think that's my main advice wow Thank you so much, Ayo. Thank you so much for coming on to A2I Dyslexia Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It has been very, very useful. Now, just before you go, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Elia Onya Morris, who's a researcher who goes and look for our wonderful, amazing guests to come on our podcast. Also, a very big thank you to Yola Pioski, who is the podcast producer, and she makes all this happen. And that's such a great collaboration of work that we do with Yola. Um, Yola from Salt and Pepper Production. I want to say a very big thank you to her. And thank you to our listeners for, you know, listening to our podcast every week or every other week or however you listen to it. That's absolutely amazing. We have had great feedback from um, some of our podcast listeners. And we, got, we get a couple of emails as well, actually. And we've also won an award for our podcast, which is absolutely amazing. So we want to say thank you very much to our listeners. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this evening. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And a special thank you to our funders, the National Community Luxury Social Enterprise Sports Fund and Resonance Limited for supporting the podcast. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week, same time, same place, with a different topic. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire All Things Dyslexia podcast is funded by National Lottery Community Fund, Social Enterprise Support Fund, and Resonance Limited. It's presented by Elizabeth Tashi and produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.